the Daily Northwestern. This is the Weekly. I'm Shane McKeon. It is week four. Week four of this quarter. Hope wherever you're listening to this, your January is wrapping up well. We've got two stories for you today, so let's get right into it. Friday marks one week since President Donald Trump took office. And in some ways, it's been a tough week for President Trump. The crowd for his inauguration was not quite as big as the crowd that flooded Washington for the Women's March last Saturday. Millions more participated in cities around the country, including in Chicago. Our own Molly Glick talked to two Northwestern students who marched, one in D.C. and one here in Chicago. On January 21st, just a day after Trump's inauguration, millions of people around the world gathered in protest. I attended the Women's March in Chicago, and while I didn't have a mic handy, I got to witness the historic event, including all the signs about Trump's tiny hands. So anyway, there's been public criticisms of the Women's March, particularly the march in Washington. The ability to attend a march like that is an expression of privilege, which is definitely the case. The majority white demographic of the march really also symbolized the fact that feminism still has a long way to go in terms of actually accepting women of color, trans folks, and people who don't fit that sort of like mold of like the, the middle-class, liberal, white feminist. That was Arielle Zimmerman, a Weinberg senior. She flew with her mother to D.C. to join the protest. She told us that she enjoyed hearing the high-profile speakers like Gloria Steinem and Angela Davis, as well as local grassroots organizations, that is, until they were interrupted. People were getting super restless from standing on their feet since like 7 a.m., waiting for the rally to start. Other people decided that it was a good idea to start yelling, let us march, like let us march, and cutting off the speakers who were on the stage. And most of the people around me who were yelling that were white, presumably cisgendered women. Alani Vargas, a Medill Jr. and a Daily columnist, was at the Chicago Women's March. She said she experienced a different scene. I did see a lot of people of color there. I saw like African-American men. There was a whole group. I saw a lot of Latinos, Latinas. I saw they were like chanting things in Spanish. I don't know if it's the people I went with. I went with a few women of color. But yeah, I felt like it was a very inclusive environment. Of course, the Chicago March still wasn't perfect. I did see a lot of people there who I would consider white feminists because their posters had things on there that didn't include like transgender women or didn't represent women of color in that there were a lot of posters with like Elizabeth Cady Stanton quotes and Susan B. Anthony quotes. And while I'm not going to deny that they did a lot for the women's movement, I think it's important for everyone to remember that the like original feminists, I guess if you wanted to call them like the founding women of, of feminism were, were very white feminists. For Vargas, it wasn't an entirely new feeling. As a woman of color, I'm used to being one of the only people of color in a room. So I'm not necessarily, I don't know if I notice anymore if I'm like surrounded by mostly white women. Um, I grew up in a very white neighborhood. Either way, both Zimmerman and Vargas seemed glad they went. Just with everyone there, it was like very empowering to be there. I felt invigorated, almost like on a high. Once we started marching, we were marching under the L tracks there. And just like, again, like the vibe, like the passion didn't really change throughout the day. So it was pretty awesome. 
I don't think I've ever seen that many people anywhere before, especially that many people who are like united around a common cause. So what's next? How do we protest in the era of Trump? I think that it's important for us to stay strong, keep resisting. I think, I mean, Trump doesn't represent America, at least not my America, not the America that I know. I think if we keep raising our voice, if we keep letting them know our opinions and how we don't agree with a lot of the things that he's doing, I think if we just keep raising our voice and stay there in our resolve, I think that's like a great start. Let's talk now about the ukulele. Yes, that underrated instrument with that pleasant, sunny sound. And you can take it with you anywhere you want to go. Well, one Northwestern freshman is starting a ukulele club. Peter Hartman is hoping he can get some folks together to jam, and our own Sam Burnett's talk to him. That was McCormick freshman Peter Hartman playing in his dorm room in Shepherd Residential College. Starting in mid-February, Hartman plans to found a ukulele club at Northwestern. It's going to be very chill, very loose club, more for relaxing than intense ukulele playing or anything. It's going to be completely open to anyone who wants to join, and my goal is to get as many beginners as possible and teach as many people as I can how to play ukulele. Although Hartman plans to stay away from the more intense ukulele playing at club meetings, he is by no means a beginner. My grandfather used to play ukulele, and so when I would go visit him, he would play it for us. He kind of taught me the basics, and I picked it up from him. So I started, I guess, playing in like probably fourth or fifth grade, but I didn't really know what I was doing. But then in sixth grade, I got my first ukulele, um, and I started learning chords and playing basic songs. Hartman first came up with the idea of a ukulele club when he was entering high school. My freshman year, I started my ukulele club in high school, and it started out with literally like four people and me just chilling in a room playing ukulele. And from there, every year, we kind of compiled more and more people until we had about 40 people my senior year in ukulele club. And we played during Valentine's Day for, like, serenades to raise money for cancer awareness. As for his plans at Northwestern, Hartman has already found some people who are interested in joining. I'm in the university marching band, and I have some friends from there who are either ordering ukuleles to come join or already have them that are going to join. And some friends from my dorm and my PA group as well who want to join, so... And then we'll see who else joins just randomly. Hartman said that his club would cater to beginners who have never played the ukulele before. I wanted to see firsthand how easy it would actually be to learn the basics. So I asked him to show me a few things. Three basic chords that I teach everyone in their beginning is there's A minor, um, G, and C. And those are like all the pop song chords. Like once you get those three and then toss in an F like you're... Um, so why don't you try an A minor? A minor? Uh, one fret lower. Okay. There you go. Yep, A minor is that one. And then C is the easiest one. It's just, yep, right there. Yeah, if you want to mess around with it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the Daily Northwestern, I'm Sam Burnett. This guy decides to quit his job and heads to New York City. This cowboy's running from himself.
That's our show. The Weekly is a production of the Daily Northwestern, Northwestern and Evanston's only daily news source since 1881. Thank you to Molly Glick and Sam Burnett and the rest of the audio team. Our audio editor is Corey Mueller. I'm Shane McKeon. Thank you for listening. Thank you.